This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the programme called Real Wealth, hosted by the team from the Stew Group right here in Hastings. It's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Trudy Wasson from the Stew Group. How are you going, Trudy? I'm very well, Ken. How are you? I think I'm better than you. You are better than me. You're always better than me. But yeah, I'm just coming out of that cold that's been going around. Everyone yeah. that I know has either got it or is getting it. Yes, uh, that's why I'm sitting this far away. <laughs> <laughs> now, today we're here to talk about uh, insurance, which is your special field. But before we get to there, just remind our listeners, if you want any wise financial advice, where do we come? You come to Stuart Group, and we're based at 204 Karamu Road in Hastings. And you're more than just insurance at Stuart Group, aren't you? Uh, we do everything. Do yeah, everything. we do KiwiSaver, we give investment advice, uh, we specialise in pension transfers, uh, mainly from Australia, that's the big one. Um, we can kind of cover all, all the bases for our people. And of course a lot of your advice in the main is absolutely free for the client. Uh, with the insurance and KiwiSaver, mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. yeah, it is free, um, and so it's kind of a bit of a no-brainer. It is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get much for free these days, do you, Ken? No, you do not. You get virtually nothing. There's no such thing as a free lunch, free except lunch. at your place. Yeah, you get good coffee for free. <laughs> now, before we start on insurance, just remind our listeners what an authorised financial advisor is as well. Okay, well, it's probably something that a lot of people aren't even aware of, but an authorised financial advisor is sort of the top um, echelon in terms of training and requirements and compliance. So it's not like somebody's just sat down and and thought, well, I've read a book, I I can give people advice. Now there's quite a strict code of Mm -hmm. contact. Uh, We're governed by the, the FMA or the Financial Markets Authority, um, so it just means that you're getting to talk to somebody who's had to do quite a bit of training um, along with product knowledge uh, before before they get to speak to you. Indeed, you're like the black belt. Like the black belt, yes. yeah, the ninjas <laughs> of the financial world. I like that. <laughs> okay, now we're going to talk about uh, life insurance. And uh, just to remind our listeners, why do we need life insurance? Why would we, why would we buy it? I mean, it's a really good thing to think about because a lot of people get it and they don't really know why mm-hmm. um, or what it's for, or they don't get it and they're missing out on some important cover. Um, for me, I think generally life insurance is one of the most important, depending on people's situation. And typically you'd have it to cover your debt or your mortgage. So, for example, if you had a couple um, that have a mortgage and they're both earning income, they're both paying the mortgage, but one of them passes away. Mm. It's quite a big thing for one person to manage by themselves, especially if they have dependents. So we typically would look at giving a person enough life cover to at least repay that mortgage to the family are left in a debt-free home and to cover debt as well. Yes. Um, that's really important. We look at covering things like credit cards and, gosh, these things can add up. Mm. And that would just be such a nightmare to be left financially 
without an income earner, without the emotional support of somebody uh, that you've been living with and all this, how do I meet? Because a lot of us kind of, it's on the rainy day, yes, oh yeah, we'll, we'll pay this at some yes. point. And that, you know, you suddenly get to that point, you've got a mortgage, you've got credit card debts, um, and you may maybe have dependents, children as well. Um, so you could look at covering mortgage, you could look at having enough to cover your debt, and you could then look at having enough so that there's either a lump sum kind of put mm-hmm. aside for the family to draw on, enough for them to invest to receive some income, or you, there's something called, um, there's a monthly benefit that can kind of pay out uh, when somebody passes away, which is kind of like a replacement income. Mm. And it means that people don't have to think too much, oh, God, I need to know this about investing. They've just got this ticking away. And the nice thing for people when you, you kind of have a family and you want to do what's best for them Um you know that that's all, all put in place and you can relax. Yes. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's not just for uh, people with responsibilities to family. Um, you know, there can be all sorts of things, people perhaps um, perhaps travelling. Mm. You know, how if something happened to you while, while you're away, how would your family exactly. afford to get you get home? Because that would mm. be expensive, wouldn't it? Or, or to be able to yes. go over there and get the body. So there's always... Um, a, a different way of looking at it for different people. Is life insurance only paid out on death, or can you get a cover where you get to the ripe old age of, say, 70, and you've got a whole bunch of money stacked up? Is that possible, or is it only a death payment? It's generally just a death payment. Mm. Um, there are some of the older policies that have things like endowment mm. and things that mature at a certain age. But insurance these days, uh, life insurance, it's just straight life insurance. Um, but generally they would have something that would be built in, which is called a terminal illness um, cover, and that's automatically included. And that would mean if something was... Somebody was told that they had 12 months or less to live. You can apply for an early payment. And that means you get the chance to put your affairs in order. You might have a a bucket list of things you want to do with your family just to create some memories. So there's all sorts of things in there. Now, when we get life insurance, uh, what's enough, what's too much, and what's not enough? Yeah, yeah, that's a really difficult question. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to say categorically. Um, for me, if I was looking uh, for a family, then you, I would be looking to at least repay the mortgage mm-hmm. because you've got to balance it with um, insurance premiums. You know, if sure. you are paying a mortgage and you have a family, it can be expensive having children. It can be, yes. I can attest <laughs> to that. It never stops. So you're also wanting to have a lifestyle. Um, so... I would look at paying, having enough for at least your mortgage and your debts to be repaid. And if you can afford more, then I would definitely go for that. And would you revisit that amount? I mean, let's, let's presume that when most people get to retirement age, they may well have paid their mortgage off. Mm. Would they then look at their life yes. insurance premiums and say, okay, well, maybe I don't need quite as much as what I've got at the moment? That's or is it really, quite good to have it in It's a really face? good question. You could change professions, I couldn't could. you? <laughs> <laughs> he knows all the answers already. Um, yes, as, as you get older, premiums will get... Um, typically will get more expensive. So it isn't necessary to keep the same life cover that you may have had at 30 with a big mortgage and children mm. that you would perhaps need at 50 or 60. So it's really important um, just to review it. Yeah. 
You know, keep keep looking at it. Don't just think that you've done it and that's it forever. That's right. <laughs> when do we buy it? I mean, uh, I, th- I guess when we're young, and uh, you, I'm sure you were the same way I was. You think it's sort of a bit bulletproof. You don't need life insurance, but at I, what what yeah. age should you get it? Um, I think. I mean, everyone is different, so it's there, there is no one size fits all, and people probably get sick of hearing that. But it's not a generic kind of thing mm-hmm. where you can just plug in, uh, and that's why it's important to have like an advisor that you can go in and have a chat to. But the thing to bear in mind for people is that when you're younger, generally you have fewer health conditions. Yes. Um, as you get older, you wear your body out, don't you? Oh, no, stress and strains. <laughs> so if you were looking, um, say, sort of somebody who was about 25, and you may not have a mortgage yet, but you, you probably will be at some point. Now, I just did some calculations before I came here. So for a 25-year-old female... Uh, to put 250,000 life cover on their life and assuming there's no health conditions so it's um, not a premium that's had to be increased because of that you're looking at under five dollars a week wow that's not much is it well it's a cup of coffee it is yeah it is a cup of nice hot chocolate that's right <laughs> um, and i thought okay well, what about for a 35 year old female and this again is a non-smoker uh, with no health conditions, and that's just over five dollars. Mm. So it's really affordable. If you're doing that, then say something further down the line was to happen, you developed, I don't know, diabetes or high blood pressure, and you went to increase your cover, you might find that that premium um, has something in additional loading because you've become more of a risk. So the insurer sure. may say, look, we're going to cover you, but we're going to charge you more. That does not affect your original um, 250,000. No. You've got that at standard rates. And that's the benefit of getting it younger. So what happens when we, well, let's just, let's say we get that at the age of 25 and you mentioned that it's, uh, $5 a week. Mm. Uh, it's $250,000 life cover. Do I then keep paying $5 a week and still while I'm 60 and I'm still going to get $250,000? Well, Yes, because I always think back to your insurance. So I've yes. got to, <laughs> which is yours decreasing. Yes, mine is decreasing, yes. yeah. Um, that generally how the insurance that we put in place is that the, um, the cover itself would stay the same amount. Mm-hmm. So if you put in 250,000 on your life, yeah. you, you actually would also have the CPI, um, benefits. Mm-hmm. So it would probably increase each year. And so would your premium. Um, you can put a level premium on. I haven't done any figures on that. And what that means is you can say, I want $250,000 of life cover, but I want to lock in the premium yep. now, say to age 65. And then that, um, you have a surety of knowing that that premium is not going to change. It starts out being a bit more expensive, but after about year 10 or 12, it starts to even out. Mm. And then by the end of it, the the difference in cumulative premiums paid is huge. Yeah, I bet. <clears throat> now you mentioned that uh, if we're applying for insurance, if we're unwell or we have a medical condition, then it uh, obviously does make a big difference to what the premiums might be. But do we need to disclose to our, our life cover person as we're getting older that we might be getting sick? I mean, we might. I don't know. Let's just say uh, I didn't have MS when I took my life insurance mm-hmm. policy out, but ten years down the track, I discover I got MS. 
And then, uh, but with MS, I can live a life. Do we need to say to our insurance company, hey, look, I've got MS now? Uh, so you're saying you've already got cover in place. Yeah. Uh, you develop a health condition. Yes. Uh, you would only need to tell the insurer if it had a bearing on um, if you were looking to increase the cover. Right. Um, or if there might have been um, uh, something that was missed being told to mm-hmm. them. But if it's after a period of 10 years, then generally speaking, and something occurs, it's a new a new event, so it doesn't have any bearing on the original uh, health, uh, original life cover. Is there a problem getting life insurance if you have had uh, a serious illness? I'm, I'm just say you've had breast cancer mm. and you've come through the operation and they say, yep, Good as gold. Yeah. It's like getting life insurance a problem with that sort of... Definitely any uh, pre-existing health condition will have a bearing um, on, depending on what cover you're looking for. The insurer will want to find out more about them. They're naturally very cautious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and they will often write to your doctor. You might need to have um, some blood tests done, mm-hmm. if, you know, high blood pressure, cholesterol, that kind of thing. They may ask you more questions and then they'll make a decision based on that. I mean, it's really important to be really open with the insurer when you're applying for cover so that they are basing their acceptance of your cover on what Yeah, what you're, what is actually going on in your life. But they may say to you, Ken, yeah, we're going to insure you, but, um, you've got this, this isn't necessarily for life cover, but mm. safer income protection yep. cover, they'd be more likely to exclude a knee injury or something. They say, well, you know, you've got a dodgy knee. We sure. already know yeah, we that. Know We're that, not yeah. going to cover that. But with life cover, what they will often do, um, if you have got a health condition, is they'll put a loaded premium on. So they might say, it should be $5 a week, but we're going to charge you $7.50 a week. So you've got the cover, but you're just going to pay a bit more for it. So would it be unusual that an insurance company wouldn't cover you? Um, it's, it's not unusual. No, people, people think, um, that, that it's all up to them. We always say, look, put your application in, get the offer through, then you make the Mm. decision about whether you want it or not. Because no, they don't always cover everybody. That, that's the whole, that's the whole reason why it's a good idea to get it in, um, when when you're younger. (laughs) Too late for us now. (laughs) Well, perhaps for me, not for you. What about if I've already got insurance of, uh, you know, I might already have uh, income protection insurance, I might have health insurance, I might Mm. have, a whole host of insurances. Do I need life insurance as well? Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. I talk to people um, and they maybe have no debt, no mortgage, uh, perhaps no dependents. Mm. So that's that life insurance is not for you. That's for other people. Yes. So there's no other people that need to be looked after. Then no, you yeah. don't need life insurance. You could have all the others. They're just for you. Yeah, it's not one size fits all. Not one size fits all. Indeed. Not. Now, we, we say it every time we have a bit of a chin wag about insurance, but uh, it's not the sort of thing that we should take out and forget about, is it? Oh, it's it's huge. I mean, that's a big part of what I do every day is is insurance reviews. And people are dragged kicking and screaming, yes. oh, I don't want to talk <laughs> about insurance again. And then you go through it and they go, oh, I wonder why that, no, I actually don't need that. Or yes, I need more of this. Um, so it happens all the time. We're looking at um, who is the beneficiary, who owns the policy. And we also talk about fun things like wills and during yes. power of oh, attorneys. No. I hate that talk. Um, and it, it isn't the most super fun 
thing to do, but it is one of those things that you always feel better when you've got it sorted out. You touched on there, who is the policy owner? What is, what's that all about? I mean, who is yeah, who is the policy owner? The, the policy owner could be yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's life cover, um, then it's quite good. You you can have it factored into your will. Who gets the life claim uh, paid to? But the easiest way is to have. Um, perhaps couples jointly owning a policy, Mm -hmm. and that means it bypasses the need to go through probate, which can take time, and the uh, policy owner, surviving policy owner, is the direct beneficiary. I wonder you often hear of people, and I have it myself, um, Mm -hmm. funeral cover. Yes. As a separate cover. Uh, Is is there any point in that? Or let's presume, Mm -hmm. hopefully not, I pass away tomorrow. Um, I guess my life insurance will be paid out in pretty short order. Would the policy holder or the the insurance company would they say, oh, well, look, here's five hundred dollars for his funeral or five thousand dollars? It's a really good question. A lot of um, insurance policies have a bereavement fund, mm. and that might be ten or fifteen thousand because that's a bit more than yes, five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's paid out when you notify them of death, and that's that's paid out really yeah. quickly. So that means that can cover because there's legal costs. Mm. Um, you might want to fly people in, that kind of thing, and a funeral, and then um, that's deducted from whatever the claim total is yes. at the end. Would most policies have that clause in it? Um, the policies that we write do, yes, yes. Okay, and if you... Um, but if you're not sure, please feel free to give me a call on 878-8961 and we can have a little little look for you because every, every insurer is different and also some of the older policies... Um, uh, the, the, put it this way, some of the newer policies are adding in more benefits mm. all the time. So it's not just what we think, you know, life insurance, as you die, you get paid out. There's little tweaks in there that can make it more beneficial. And I guess maybe another advantage of coming to see you is that you know your business inside out because when you look at a contract that you might sign mm. for life insurance as a young person, I would have to suggest perhaps that most people never read the policy. I think that's really and, nicely uh, put. <laughs> and you can explain the ins and outs. Well, yeah, and if there are any concerns to them, you know, what does this actually mean? And we look at it ahead of time, and that's one of the reasons why we might choose an insurer, one insurer over another. Mm. And it won't necessarily be the same insurer for everyone because people's needs and wants are different. Indeed. Mm. Trudy, it's been our pleasure to talk with you again uh, about insurance. Just remind the listeners who want to come and see you uh, to discuss insurance or other financial issues, where do we find you guys? Uh, we're at 204 Karamu Road. We're based uh, at Stewart Group, and our number is 0687889961. And we're really happy to talk to anybody who needs some advice. Indeed. As always, our pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorized financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961.
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.